Welcome back to Femininity After Dark. I am your host, Keandria Belus, and I wanted to come on today and congratulate you because you have officially gotten through phase one of the seduction process. Yes, we are now on phase two, which is to lead astray, creating pleasure and confusion. So take a moment to be proud of yourself because you did it. You are one step closer to mastering the art of seduction. I'd also like to mention that we now have 700 subscribers on Spotify. So thank you so much for all of your love and support. Thank you for subscribing. It really means so much to me. I love getting your emails. I love reading your messages. And your stories are just so remarkable. And I'm so happy that this podcast has been making such a difference in your life. I'm so proud of you for continuing on this journey of loving yourself and attracting the life that you deserve. So what I want to do is I want to talk a little bit about phase two, what that consists of, and what you can expect this phase of femininity after dark and the seduction process. All right, so what is phase two? Phase two is leading your target astray, creating pleasure and confusion within your target. So at this point, your victims are sufficiently intrigued and their desire for you is growing, but their attachment is weak and at any moment they could decide to turn back. The goal in this phase is to lead your victim so far astray, keeping them emotional and confused, giving them pleasure but making them want more. That retreat is no longer possible. Springing on them a pleasant surprise will make them see you as delightfully unpredictable, but will also keep them off balance. Now, I want to touch on something there. Delightfully unpredictable. I think that sometimes, especially as women, when we think of unpredictability. Some of us can think of that in terms of being uh, really emotional, being really happy one moment and then being really angry the next and being really sad. And, you know, for some targets, depending on your target, that could work, but it's very tiring. And I would say that at this phase in the seduction process, it's too risky. So notice how Robert Greene says to be delightfully unpredictable. This is going to depend on your target and what you know they're interested in, what they're attracted to. But an example of this, a most basic example, would be changing up your look 
quite often, you know, changing your hair, changing the way you do your makeup and um, your nails, your style choices. These are things that are going to get your partner or your target to notice you like, wow, that's different. I, I really, I really like that. That's something I wasn't expecting from you or to uh, suddenly have an interest that was not expected of you. I was watching this YouTube channel earlier and this woman was talking about how to keep men interested in you. And she said that one of the things you can do or how to uh, make sure that a man always remembers you. And she said one of the things that you can do is you can talk about an interest you have, say like a recording artist, and make sure that it's an artist who is really, really well known so that every time they see that person in the headlines or they hear that person's music, they're going to think of you. So there are definitely things that you can do to be delightfully unpredictable that are not tiring for either yourself or your target, but you also want to have those things that remain the same about you. Don't turn into a completely different person. You want some level of consistency so that you don't seem like you have split personalities, okay? <laughs> you don't want it to come across as like being erratic or anything like that. So keep these key points about yourself, but every now and again, switch up certain things, and this will make you delightfully unpredictable. The artful use of soft and pleasant words will intoxicate them and stimulate fantasies. So make sure when you're talking to your target that you are being very suggestive. There are ways to not come off too strong, but to insinuate, right? Remember we had that episode about the art of insinuation. So you want to insinuate with the way that you speak, with the softness of your voice, if you have a soft voice. If your voice is not so soft, then speak a bit slower and be more intentional. Also make sure that you're giving your targets compliments making them feel good about themselves because and this is an example that's <laughs> probably gonna piss off a couple people but I don't I don't really give a shit <laughs> say your target the person that you want is in another relationship or they are married okay they go home their partner their wife is constantly complaining about what they didn't do they didn't take out the trash, they didn't wash the dishes, they forgot the birthday or the anniversary or whatever it may be, right? They didn't water the plants. When they come around you, they get this sense of relief because you're telling them how amazing they are and how much you admire them and make sure it's genuine. Make sure it's something that you genuinely like about them. I just love how much of a gentleman you are and you're so helpful toward me and I, I really appreciate that would be an example. So you can see that those are polar opposites. You're telling them how much of an asset they are in your life and how much they 
they help you out and you really appreciate that. You're showing gratitude for who they are and what they do for you. Whereas when they go home, their wife or their girlfriend is complaining about what they didn't do. Now, that's not to say that you take bullshit off of anybody and if they're not doing what you want them to do, that you just allow it. But there are certain ways of bringing it to their attention subtly without without getting emotional. Because a lot of people, when you're coming at them in a way that's highly emotional, that's emotionally charged, they're just going to tune you out and they see it as an attack they're not going to see it as you expressing how you feel. They're just going to see you as the villain in that moment because you're making them feel bad about themselves and you're pointing out something that they didn't do correctly. So you don't want to do that. A way that you could express that you really needed something done but it didn't get done would be a softer way. Uh, Let me think. So if my partner didn't take out the trash and I asked them to take out the trash, I would turn into the damsel in distress. (laughs) I would be like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're finally home. I tried to take out the trash earlier and it was just so heavy and I couldn't do it by myself. And, you know, the, the neighbor next door, he offered to help me, but... I don't know. I just I just love when you do nice things for me or something like that. You know, like you could make it cute or you could take the trash out yourself and pretend that some guy helped you do it and that's going to be making those triangles and making them more possessive of you and I bet you next time the trash needs to be taken out, they're going to take out the trash because they don't want that guy to help you again. You could be like, "Yeah, you know, I I tried to take out the trash earlier, but it was just so heavy. And this really nice man came along and he saw me struggling and he decided to help me out. And I was just so grateful for that. Uh, So you're not telling him, oh, my God, you're so horrible. You're such a piece of shit. You never helped me with anything. But you're kind of insinuating, you know, like, hey, if you're not going to do it, somebody else will. So next time that trash is full, guess what? He's going to take it out because he doesn't want you going to some other man to have it, have it taken out. You know, he wants to be that helper that makes him feel more masculine and in control. Aesthetic touches and pleasant little rituals will titillate their senses, distract their minds. So you definitely want to be paying attention to detail when it comes to yourself, you know, your appearance, uh, the the clothes that you wear, the the hairstyles, all of that, obviously, um, making sure the home is aesthetically pleasing. You can burn candles and incense, making sure you smell really good, that you have a signature scent on. Make sure it's not a scent that a lot of people wear and that it's specific to you. If you have a few scents that a lot of people wear, you can layer them together and create a signature scent for yourself. And that's going to remind them of you. Another tip, if you know that they have a specific fruit or something that they really enjoy, then you can find perfumes that have those have those elements to them. If someone likes the citrusy scents, then there are a lot of perfumes that have those uh, have those elements 
to them. And so every time they smell an orange or something, they're going to think about you. Your greatest danger in this phase is the mere hint of routine or familiarity. So you don't want to become too familiar because when you become too familiar early on, this is a turnoff. This makes people feel like you're boring and you want to remain exciting. You don't have to do too much, but you definitely want to be putting some effort into that. An example that just came to mind, and this is not to shame anybody, uh, everybody has their own style of seduction, but something that just came to mind, Jane Mansfield versus Marilyn Monroe. With Jane Mansfield, she was very overt. She was very much like obvious when it came to her seduction. She was always pulling these publicity stunts and exposing her breasts in public to get people to notice her and to uh, get into the headlines and everything. Whereas with Marilyn Monroe, she was a lot more subtle. It was about the cut of her dress or the color of her dress that was very close to her skin tone. So in a certain light, it would give the illusion of being nude, but she still knew there was something there, but it got your mind going, right? Like the dress that she wore when she was singing Happy Birthday, Mr. President, that dress was made for her. It had her skin tone <laughs> to it and covered in jewels. And the illusion was supposed to be that she was naked and covered in jewels. That was the implication there. So that is an example. Also, we have an exclusive ad-free episode on Marilyn Monroe. It's called How to Seduce Like Marilyn Monroe. I will put the link in the description so that you can have access to that episode. You need to maintain some mystery to keep a little distance so that in your absence, your victims become obsessed with you. So don't smother, don't become the suffocator, right? We talked about that in the anti-seducer episode. They may realize they are falling for you, that they may never suspect how much of this has come from your manipulations. A well-timed display of your weakness. Oh, the garbage was just so heavy. <laughs> A well-timed display of your weakness, of how emotional you have become under their influence, will help cover your tracks. So he doesn't mean necessarily be emotional like oh my god I can't live without you and crying and shit okay there are more emotions than sadness and anger okay he said emotional he didn't say be sad and angry uh, <laughs> how emotional you have become under their influence will help cover your tracks so emotion can be like oh you just there's just something about you I just really love being around you and leaning into them and giving them that eye contact can be a display of your emotions. It's insinuating an emotion that you're feeling that you're just overcome with this desire for them. To excite your victims and make them highly emotional, you must give them the feeling that they are actually living some of the fantasies you have stirred in their imagination. By giving them only a part of the fantasy, you will keep them coming back for more. Focusing your attention on them so that the rest of the world fades away. Even taking them on a trip will lead them far astray. There is no turning back. 
so that's it. That is phase two. We're going to go more in depth in future episodes, how to lead your target astray and to create this pleasure and confusion in them and reel them in even more than we did in phase one. So again, congratulations. I am so proud of you. And I look forward to talking to you again next episode. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for subscribing. Until next time, bye.